friends welcome back to the club candid podcast welcome to the club it's me reggie here to bless your ears with another episode which i've been wanting to do this kind of podcast episode for a long time so i'm so stoked about today's episode and you guys did not disappoint with these submitted stories so today we're talking about all of all of your girl problems, um, everything from like your embarrassing period stories to awkward moments you've had with your OB at an appointment or things like that. But lots of stories about funny things that happened during your birth. And I feel like each of these things that, you know, fit within girl problems, I could do a separate episode for each thing, like just crazy birth stories, crazy you know, period stories, but we are doing a mix of all of the things today. And I got so many responses. We're going to see how many we can get through. And I'm really excited. I feel like we should just like jump right into it because I do have so many. I'm trying to think if there's anything I want to tell you guys. Oh, yes, there is one thing. Uh, we're doing a podcast giveaway. So here is how it's going to work. Um, if you get on your stories today, um, Anytime within the next two weeks is when I'm doing this podcast giveaway. So, uh, is it going to be a two-week thing? One week. How long should I do it? One week. So, one week from today. So, if you're listening on Wednesday, July... Oh, man. What day is it? Let's see. Wednesday, July 13th. Uh, the giveaway has started. So, um, it's going to end on the 20th of July. And all you have to do is screenshot that you're listening to the podcast or mention me some something about listening to the podcast in your Instagram story. Tag me. My Instagram handle is at Ann underscore. Um, and then if you haven't already left a podcast rating or review, you'll just screenshot your review and DM it to me. Or if you listen on like somewhere else besides Apple Podcasts, um, just like let me know like, oh, I don't listen on Apple Podcasts, but I listen on Google because I don't think you can leave reviews on Google, but you can leave a rating on Spotify. So just like send me a screenshot showing that you like left a rating or review on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts or let me know that you don't have either of those. Um, and then you're entered to win a little gift basket for me, including a Stanley Tumblr. Yep, that's right. I'm going to give away a Stanley Tumblr and it's the cute green color. It's so cute. So anyways, I'm going to start doing podcast giveaways throughout the next couple of months. Um, I'll just do one randomly, but this is the first one. So yeah, pretty easy. You just have to tell people you're listening to what maybe your favorite episode, share anything you want about the podcast. Um, bonus points if you even post about it on TikTok, mention me in one way or another and yeah, you'll be entered to win a uh, a little gift package for me, including a Stanley mug. So um, go to my stories for more info on that today and if you want to enter uh, to win. So anyways, let's, let's jump into these stories because I'm, I'm seriously so stoked. Okay, so first story, here we go. I went in for an ultrasound prior to doing a fertility treatment, so I was on day three of my period. I told them I had a tampon in and they said they could pull it in the ultrasound room or I could before they come in. Already super awkward. Anyways, I opted to do it myself and then they gave me approximately three seconds to get undressed and ready to, to three seconds to get undressed and ready and they walked in on me while I was pulling my tampon out. I started bawling and wanted to leave. It was so traumatizing. 
okay i would be so traumatized i don't think there's anything i don't think there's anything quite worse for someone to walk in on you doing than pulling out a tampon because it's just not pleasant i would rather someone walk in on me pooping my pants if i'm being completely honest (laughs) this actually reminds me i have not asked for permission to share this story but i'm not going to share her name but a friend of mine had a very similar similar story that happened to her that i just thought of she was at like a party with all of her friends and she was in the bathroom pulling out a tampon and like, or putting a tampon in. I think she was pulling the tampon out and her like ex-boyfriend opened the bathroom door and walked in on her pulling out her tampon. Can you believe? I would be, I would be traumatized by literally anyone. Like even Kendall, like if I am on my period and I'm going to the bathroom or something, Kendall loves invading. I don't know about your husband's, if any of you are like, your partners whatever kendall will just like just walk in anytime i'm in the bathroom and it drives me crazy i'm like no this is my time alone but like i even if i like wear a pad anything of the sorts like i just i do not want him looking at it like i will hide it in the trash and constantly be taking the trash out because even though he doesn't care i just like i don't know there's just something about a used tampon or a pad or whatever that just I, I do not like. I do not like. I know it's normal. I know it's normal, but I just, you don't need anyone seeing that, you know? So, having someone walk in on you while you're pulling out a tampon, no thank you. Um, also, I think it's funny that they're like, yeah, we could pull your tampon out for you. And it's like, I know they see stuff like that every day. Like, they're they're seeing they're seeing the, the blood. They're seeing all sorts of things. So, it's probably nothing to them to just be like, yeah, I'll pull your tampon out for you. But like, Sometimes pulling a tampon out is not pleasant. It's honestly, when is it ever pleasant to pull out a tampon? But it's like, the last thing you want is someone else pulling it out for you. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry this happened to you. Um, next story. I was pretty young when I started my period. And you know it takes a while to figure out how periods work and what is going on with your body. So one of my m- many embarrassing period stories is when I went to church. Okay, this is already off to a bad start. At church. I was sitting on my Sunday in my Sunday school class when I was about 11 years old and the bishop was teaching. Okay, amazing. This is off to a great start. I felt my period coming on and left partway through the class to go to the bathroom. I went and changed pads and all was good again until it wasn't. I got back into my Sunday school class and to my horror, the seat I was sitting on was covered in blood. Just left that out there in the open for everyone to see while I was gone. I didn't know what to do, so I just sat back down in the bloody chair and waited out the whole lesson in utter embarrassment. Nobody said a word about it, but there is no way that anyone missed it. So embarrassing. No, Kate, this makes me so sad. The thing about these stories that makes it so much worse is that you're a young teen girl. Well, you're not even a teenager yet. You're 11. Everything is just so much more embarrassing as like a preteen. Being a teenager is just embarrassing, period. But not to mention this one too. You're also at church. Why does that make this story 100 times worse? My question though about this is because you said you like went to the bathroom and everything is fine. Did you not realize that you had bled through when you went to the bathroom? Because, oh man, girl, I'm so sorry. I just, oh my gosh, can you imagine? And you just sit back down in it. Like, what else were you supposed to do? Just be like, oh, sorry, let me just go get a paper towel and start cleaning this up. Or, oh, man. Oh, man. this That just breaks my heart because I just know you were traumatized. So, heart goes out to you. I hope you're recovering well from that. 
next one. My first appointment at the OB. I was on the table, spread eagle. Okay. <laughs> spread eagle. And the doctor went to place the speculum. Oh, I hate that word, speculum. That's the worst word ever. He told me when he was going to touch me. <laughs> But I ended up yelping really loud because it still surprised me. I made the doctor jump. I was so nervous and it's an awkward situation to be in for your first time. I think all my pent up anxiety just came out in a scream. <sighs> your very first OB pap schmear, like appointment with and getting a pap schmear. I know it's, I know it's pap smear, but um, I don't know if you guys have seen that episode of The Office where <laughs> Michael takes the ladies from the office out to the mall for like lunch and they're sitting there and he like, he's like trying to make small talk with him. And he goes, pap schmears, huh? Is it a schmear? And he's like talking about, is it schmear, smear? Anyways, I, I always call it a pap schmear now. But um, the story just cracks me up because it just sounds like something that would be in the office. Anyways, like, oh my gosh, scaring. <laughs> I just can, how I'm very, I'm just, because we you ladies listening I mean I don't know if there's any guys listening but we can just all relate so hard to this if you've been in this situation where you're at the doctor and you're getting the speculum placed which that makes me just like cringe I hate the word speculum I don't know why um maybe it's just because of the purpose of what it is but can you just imagine like yelping I love that she used the word yelp like you just start yelping because the speculum touches you and it scares you and then it makes you and your doctor jump. So embarrassing. I am so sorry. Let's talk though about anxiety about leading up to your very first pap smear, okay? So I remember feeling nervous for mine, but I remember it not like being that bad. I was like worried it was going to hurt. Um, I think the worst part about the whole pap smear though is like them pulling out the stuff that you see that they're going to put in. So if you guys haven't gotten a pap smear before, let me, let me tell you a little bit about it. So, because no one really told me about it. Like, I remember my mom telling me, she was like, yeah, you'll just like go in and like, they basically just like put this thing up you to like scrape your cervix. That's basically what they're doing to just like test you for, I don't know, things. And, um, anyways, the worst part of it is, so they pull out this speculum and it's like, you maybe seen a picture of it before if you haven't had a pap smear before, but it's basically like this silver clamp. And what they do is they s insert it in you and crank it up to like open up your vagina. I, I don't feel weird saying that. I'm just, I just don't want to scare you guys. We're going to be saying words like that on this episode today. So trigger, trigger warning, or I don't know. It shouldn't trigger you. It's a normal word. We all have one. Um, <laughs> ladies, uh, but they insert it, they crank it up. So like it's open and then they stick up basically what kind of looks like a Q-tip and they just like, you know, when you get like your throat swabbed for like strep throat, it's basically like that, but for your cervix. So, I, the getting the speculum in place, I thought, was the worst part. But it's it's so quick. The whole thing is so quick that it was, like, nothing to me. Like, I remember it was over and I was like, oh, I did not need to be that anxious about it. But I remember, like, feeling really anxious about it because I was like, this is, like, my most vulnerable state so far. Like, I've never had to do something like that before. <laughs> so, that was definitely something that I had anxiety about, but I didn't need to. I felt like after it was totally fine. I will say getting an IUD placed is 
100 bajillion times worse. Not trying to scare any of you out there, but I, my, my OB told me that when I would be getting my IUD, because I was like asking her about it and I was like, and it was actually the PA, so it wasn't actually like the OB, but I was like asking her, I'm like, when I get the IUD, like, what's that? Like, is it going to hurt? And she was like, honestly, no. She's like, it, it's kind of like getting a pap smear, but it just lasts a little bit longer. And I was like, mm, okay, because getting a pap smear didn't seem bad to me. I was like, that was actually not that bad. So she's like, it just lasts like five minutes. And I'm like, mm, okay. Like, I didn't think a pap smear hurt. So I was like, I guess I can just stand having this speculum place for five minutes, whatever. And then my friend had had one placed like a few months before me and she was like, yeah, like really wasn't like too bad. I just like had some cramping after. I was like, okay, go get my IUD place. Guys, there were literally tears streaming down, down my eyes. Um, it hurts so bad because they literally have to, it's not even, they're not scraping the outside of your cervix. They are literally opening your cervix. Okay. It was an absolutely horrible time. Um, and it took like, I think it only took like five minutes, but it felt like an eternity. So I just like laid there and I was like, and then they're, of course, they're always like, when you go to an appointment where you have to spread your legs apart, they're like, okay, like just relax. And then I'd start tensing up and she'd be like, oh, just relax. I'm like, you really think I can relax when I have a speculum shoved up my cervix and you're opening it and you're trying to place an object inside of my uterus? I don't think I can relax. Um, but it was very painful for me. Um, I, I've talked about my birth control story on a previous episode. I'm trying to think of which one it was. Uh, I honestly don't remember, but I did talk about it on the podcast before. Um, I don't, I'm not on birth control. Let me just talk. I'll just briefly talk about this. I wasn't planning on talking about birth control, but, um, I couldn't go on like the pill or anything that has okay, I could be so wrong about this. Any sort of birth control that has estrogen in it is dangerous for me to be on because I have a history of blood clots. And blood clots are like a, a symptom, a symptom, side effect, side effect of some birth controls. So I really only had a few options when it came to birth control. And one of them was an IUD. And so I was like, you know what? That sounds great. I knew a few people who had one and they were like, it's great. You get it inserted and then you don't have to worry about it at all. And I was like, okay, cool. And it was nice. I didn't have a period. I mean, getting it placed really sucked. But for the first couple of months, I was like really digging it. Um, But then like nine months into having my IUD in, in <laughs> I like all hell broke loose. I just was like, I was becoming like, depressed, anxious. I had the most horrible cystic acne and I was like working. I was getting really into like working out and exercise and no matter what I did, I just like could not lose any weight. Uh, not that I really had a lot of weight to lose or anything, but like I just was, I could not lose weight no matter what. Um, I was just, mostly it was my emotions and my acne. That was like the worst thing ever. Um, when I got, and I, I ended up getting my IUD removed because we were like ready to start trying for kids too. And it was like a light switch and I was a totally new person. And Kendall told me literally two days after I got my IUD removed, he was like, I don't want this to offend you, but you are a lot more fun to be around now. Like you are so much happier. you like, you're, you're, you feel like yourself. I feel like you're yourself again. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so true. So I, don't go, I don't use birth control anymore. 
So love that for me. Um, I, well, I do use birth control method of like the fertility awareness method of birth control. So basically it's just learning your cycles and knowing when you ovulate, um, to avoid like getting pregnant. So it's been the best thing ever for me. Um, I also like check my basal body temperature with, um, a thermometer every morning. So I have like a chart that like, this is like, I could get into this. I could do a whole podcast episode about this method of birth control, but basically you just learn your cycle. There's a book called, um, taking charge of your fertility. It's like 20 bucks on Amazon. It's the best thing ever. I even have one. If anyone wants to borrow it, it's, it's the best book. It literally changed my life. Um, I learned so much about my body. I was like, why do they not have this teach this in schools? Because there were things about my body that I didn't realize or know until I read that book. And I read that book when I was like 23 years old, 23, 24. I was like, how did I not know this? So I feel like I've learned a lot about my body and it's the best. So I've actually been really lazy at taking my temperature, but the point of taking your temperature is you like plug it into an app and it based on when you ovulate, your like temperature will spike. So then, you know, like, okay, I need to avoid sex for this amount of days, whatever. Anyways, it's really, really cool. And when I got pregnant, it was cool too, because you're temperature can tell you too if you're pregnant. So if your temperature is above a certain amount for a certain amount of days, then you're basically kind of can show you that you're pregnant. It's very fascinating. So I won't go into any more detail about it, but if you have questions about it, you can message me and I can send you over some resources, but it's the best. So like now I am not on any sort of like hormonal birth control and it's been the best thing ever for me. I know some people like swear by the pill and they love it. I just did not have a great experience with it. And I basically, my only options for birth control were an IUD or, uh, the arm implant. And I didn't want to do that. So anyways, that was my like little tangent on birth control that I wasn't going to get into, but there you have it. Um, okay. Next one. She says, so this was after giving birth. Everyone is so terrified of pooping during labor, and I didn't. Yay. After I gave birth and loved on my baby, my nurse asked if I had to go pee. I said, hmm, I think I'm okay. And she said, well, let's go just in case. So she helps me to the bathroom, and apparently I did have to pee, and I bled a lot. TMI, but it's the truth. So I took care of my business because any mom knows it's a process. Then I stood up and took a few steps. I felt a gush. I like that she said gush, not gush. I felt a gush and thought, oh no, that's blood. I'm hemorrhaging. I told my nurse and was freaking out. Pause for dramatic effect. Then I smelled something. No, it was not blood. It was in fact poop. My first poop post-birth was of the liquid variety. (laughs) Could have been worse. You hear horror stories, but it's always constipation. Well, ladies, your first poop could go the other way. My sweet nurse helped me, and luckily my husband was not there to witness, though I did tell him afterwards and he had a good laugh. Having a baby together definitely eliminates any taboo topics. Okay, wow. I... I'm not gonna lie. I feel kind of bad saying this, but I'm kind of jealous of you. Does that sound like so horrible? Um, I was so constipated, you guys. It was horrible. And I even had like very like strong like stool softeners. And I don't know if it's just because I, I mean, I know I don't, I've not, didn't have a vaginal birth. So I had a C-section. So I don't know what it's like to poop after having a vaginal delivery. I'm sure that's also gotta really suck. But I had a C-section 
and I was so constipated and I also was like, you have to use your ab muscles to poop, you know? I had to hold a pillow to my abdomen and I literally was like screaming while I was trying to poop. It was, (laughs) it sounds dramatic, but it's the truth. So, postpartum poops are a whole other story. So, I wish I would have had the, uh, similar situation as similar situation as you um but I'm so sorry that's still like so embarrassing can I just can we just give a round of applause to postpartum nurses they are angels sent from heaven they are honestly one of the best just the best people out there if anyone were to tell me they are a postpartum nurse I just want to immediately hug them and praise them and thank the high heavens for them because they are the best. They have seen it all. They do not care. Like, I remember sitting on the toilet, like, just, you know, everything postpartum and, like, I couldn't walk. My C-section recovery was so hard for me and, like, this postpartum was just being like, you're okay. I got you. Like, she wiped my butt. She showered me. She, she did so much for me and Kendall did too. Don't get me wrong. Kendall did a lot too, but, like, he would be sitting with the baby so the nurse could help me in. Anyways, they are angels sent from heaven. I absolutely love them. But postpartum poops? I don't think there's, it can go well either way, whether it's constipation or not. Oh, it sounds so horrible. Um, Why does also, why does pooping during labor just sound so horrifying? I know it's so normal. And in the moment, I'm, I'm, I'm sure most moms are like not even worried about that. But wow, that has got to be you in your most vulnerable state. I'm just like thinking like, I mean, I I haven't had a vaginal delivery, so I don't know what that would be like. But I mean, I even felt so vulnerable just like laying out, like just completely naked on an, on an operating table. And they were like, okay, we're going to cut you open. I was just like, okay, (laughs) have at it. I just, wow. So yeah. I, I've, I've also shot quite a few births and I couldn't tell you if any of the moms whose births I've shot pooped during labor. Not that I'm watching the baby come out. Sometimes I am because of the birth I'm shooting. Uh, but I have never noticed a mom poop. I've never smelled poop, but I'm sure it's happened in the births I've shot. So I feel like from what I've learned from the OBs that I've, um, talked to and midwives, they usually are like, oh yeah, we just like, if anyone poops, we just wipe it up so quick. It's just, we don't even think twice about it. So they see it every day, but I don't know why it sounds so horrifying to poop while you're giving birth. Uh, I will keep you posted if I have a vaginal delivery one day, which I'm hoping I can. I'm really interested to see the difference between having a C-section and having a vaginal delivery. So more to come, more to come on that, but I, I'm not pregnant not ready for that yet. Um, but yeah. Okay. Next one. My friend passed out in the bathroom, putting a tampon in for the first time. Her mom found her on the floor next to the toilet. Passed out? Also, why is using a tampon for the first time? The scariest thing ever. But then once you finally get it in, you're like, oh, like that wasn't so bad. It's just like kind of, I was going to say, it's probably just like your first time, like having sex. It's like, Oh, after, you know, after a while, you're like, oh, that was, that wasn't so bad. Like, why was I so, like, scared and why, you know, 
I just feel like using a tampon for the first time, it just, I don't know. I, I can't even remember. Like, did it even hurt? Or like, I was it a mental block? I don't remember. It was so long ago. But putting in a tampon for the first time is so scary. I remember it took me a while to get a hang of using a tampon, like trying to insert it for the first time. And I remember all my cousins, we wanted, they wanted to go swimming at the pool and I was on my period and I was like, I'm not going to be able to swim if I can't put a tampon in. And I remember sitting downstairs in my bathroom and I just couldn't do it. And I was like telling my mom, I was like, I can't get the tampon in. And my aunt was like, cause I was like, I'm just not gonna be able to go swimming or I'm going to have to like sit outside of the pool. And I remember my aunt like knocking on the door. She's like, Reggie, do you want me to just come in and help you? I was like, no. And then I think I actually, that was the day I figured it out. And then I was like, oh, literally that was all it was. Okay. And then I was fine. But tampons are scary. Uh, let's talk about methods of um, menstrual care products. So I feel like there's so many new things now. I just barely ordered the, I think it's called the Nixit. It's a menstrual cup slash a disc so it's not just a disc but it's not just a cup it's like a mix between the two so I'm pretty sure it's silicone and so I know with like a diva cup like a menstrual cup um the cup like hang like uh, it like hangs out and like it's not it doesn't hang out but you know what I'm saying it like fills your the cavity I feel like but with the, with a disc it like sits up in your cervix so like um there's a lot of benefits of it if you guys if you guys aren't already following style fit fatty on instagram she's the queen of all things all the things she just like posts all sorts of stuff about like period care um like sexual wellness stuff she's hilarious and so awesome but she's the one who's been who convinced me to get the next it and i haven't tried it yet but it's supposed to be awesome and you can keep it in like all day um you can also have sexy time with it and there's like no mess, all the things. So I'm like really excited to try it because tampons have just been really bothering me recently, especially since I've had a baby. Tampons just like don't feel the same to me and I just don't, I don't know what it is, but I'm like so over them and I hate using pads. So I will report back on the Nixit disc cup. I don't know if it's a cup or a disc, I think it's like a mix between the two. Um, and it's reusable, which is nice. And you know, we've got a tampon shortage going on. So I'm like full send it on the Nixit. I've used a menstrual cup before and I maybe need to just give it another shot. But when I tried it, I hated it. Um, it was fine when I was sitting down and I don't know if I just like didn't place it right, but I would, every time I stood up, I felt like I was going to pee my pants. It was like burning. I hated it. So I still have one that I've used like literally for 30 minutes. So I probably should give it another go, but I'm thinking I'll like the next it better. We'll see. To be continued, I will just like keep you posted on all my period, <laughs> all my period things. Uh, all right. Uh, next one. Went in my, went in for my first ever pap smear before getting married. Ain't no one ever seen me bottom... <laughs> this is literally how she wrote this ain't no one ever seen me bottom before ain't no one ever seen my bottom before and i wasn't sure sorry i sound like fire wasn't sure what to expect the doc told me to spread my legs open and apparently it wasn't enough so he spread them more for me 
<laughs> resulting, I can't believe I'm saying this word on the podcast, but I think it's so funny. Resulting in a not so subtle queef. Ha ha ha, so dead. And I just laid there regretting every life choice I've ever made up to that point. Stop. If there is one thing worse than a fart, it is a queef. Am I right, ladies? I am sure Obies get that all the time, but like that is so embarrassing. Oh. And it's of course it's a it's a he. It's a he. I don't have a he. OBGYN. Um I have a female doctor. I don't think I'd feel uncomfortable with a male doctor, but I don't know why. It just seems worse that it was a male doctor. Um Oh my gosh, that is so embarrassing. Also, can we talk about premarital OB appointments? I don't know if she said this was for uh, like a premarital exam, but I've learned from Style Hit Patty, like I've mentioned, that it's not a normal thing to go to the OB before you get married. I think it's just a Utah thing. Um, So like usually you're going to the OB before you get married because you're still a virgin, like you're waiting till marriage. So most women go beforehand, but it's interesting because I don't think you need, from what I've understood, you don't need like a pap smear until you're like 22 or 23. Um, and so a lot of these girls are going to the OB when they're like 19. Cause you know, everyone in Utah, we're getting married like before the age of 22. Um, and so they go in, I don't even think they need one yet. I don't know if they're just getting put on birth control. I've always thought it was a normal thing to go to the OB before you get married, but I mean, or like before you even like are sexually active, but I guess it's not. So I don't know. I've learned a lot of interesting things from Style Fit Fatty on her, on her Instagram stories. So just an interesting, interesting thought. I had never thought of that before, but I guess that's more of a Utah thing. (laughs) So love that for us. Okay. Next one. Straight up was having sex with my husband and my period magically started in the middle of it. I was mortified. Luckily, he's a real man and didn't care. Haha. <laughs> okay, first off, what a keeper. And can I just say that any man who says periods are gross are just the worst men out there. I just, it is a normal thing. And even though, I mean, I honestly, I get grossed out by my own period, but it's like, I don't know. If men are making a big deal, oh, like, that's so gross. They, it's just the worst. I'm like, you cannot say anything about my period unless you've experienced it for yourself and you never will. So you get to just shut up. So I just had to throw that out there. But also, let's just normalize. Sorry, guys, I'm saying a lot. I mean, I don't, it's all normal. We can talk about sex. We can talk about vaginas. But um, let's normalize. Let's normalize period sex. Lay a towel down, go to town. Because it's actually, it actually really helps your cramps so much. So, not that it's like something you always want to be doing when you're on your period. You might not always be in the mood or want to, but if you're having really bad cramps, it can be a game changer. I'm not going to lie. Also, speaking of cramps, I would be curious to know what you gals do to relieve your menstrual cramps. I mean, we obviously just talked about one way you could do it. Um, but for me, I've started taking raspberry leaf capsules. So I took red raspberry, or I don't even think it's red raspberry. It's just raspberry leaf tea, uh, before I had lemon, just like 
towards the end of my third trimester to help like it's supposed to like help uh soft what's the word that I'm trying to find uh it helps just prepare your uterus for I don't know even really know how to explain what it does but it like softens your uterus what is the word I'm looking for um but it just helps relieve uh contractions and like which when you're having cramps your uterus is contracting so it just kind of helps relieve menstrual cramps and it also like helps you before birth if you want to like take it to help induce your labor or something like that um anyways I, I took a ton of that before with lenin and then i still had so much tea left over and like capsules that i was like i'm gonna just try this for my period because on the box it says like it's really good for menstrual cramps and it has helped me so much my mom also sent me a um a reel recently of a pharmacist talking about how when you are on your period it is not the best idea to take ibuprofen and I thought that was interesting because I always am like, oh, if I have bad cramps, I'd pop a bunch of ibuprofen. But I could be wrong on this. I should maybe go back and watch it. But he was saying that the reason why taking like ibuprofen isn't great when you're on your period is because ibuprofen. I see. I sound like a doctor, but I really don't know what I'm talking about. This is just what I'm remembering. So don't quote me on this. But he was saying that like ibuprofen stops inflammation, right? But when you're on your period, your uterus is like lining is being sloughed off, right? So if you take ibuprofen, it basically is stopping your uterus from being inflamed, but your uterus needs to be inflamed. I don't know if inflamed is the word I should be using, but it doesn't like help with it. So it basically, it will stop your cramps or whatever, but it's just going to prolong your period a little bit longer and then make your cycle a little more heavy. I think that's right. Um, I will post the reel to my Instagram story um, today so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Also, I'm sorry for hearing my stomach growl. Um, we're just getting all all vulnerable today. Uh, my stomach is growling so loud. Um, okay, uh, is that all I want to say? Oh, other menstrual cramp care. That's what I do. A heating pad is also lovely. My friend has been using the Jovi patch and she's been telling me I need to try it because I get really bad cramps, um, but I haven't like I haven't, I haven't jumped the gun on that one yet. So if any of you guys use a Jovi patch, you should let me know. I'm sure there's other things similar out there, but it's like a patch you put on your like abdomen and it helps your period cramps. I have no idea how that works, but I would be interested in giving it a go. Uh, anything to relieve the poor cramps. Oh man, being a girl is, is hard, isn't it? Okay. Uh, next one. When I was in seventh grade, I went to a water party at my friend's house. Of course, my period came the day before. I hadn't started using tampons yet and wasn't ready to start. So, knowing that there wasn't a pool and that everyone was going to be wearing normalish clothes, I felt pretty confident that I could get away with a pad. I got completely drenched, and at one point, while running from whoever had the water hose, the pad detached from my underwear and fell down through my basketball shorts and onto the ground. I didn't notice until one of the boys at the party said I had dropped a paper towel. <laughs> I ran and grabbed it before anyone else could see and told my friends whose party I was at what happened, with the pad still hidden in my hand. She loaned me some dry clothes and showed me where her family kept the pads. All I can say is how glad I am that the kid who saw me drop my napkin didn't know what a pad was. Mm, but did he really know? Um... That is, that's definitely very embarrassing. I'm trying to figure out like how the pad, was it just so 
heavy of water because it had gotten wet that it just like fell out of your underwear. That would definitely be mortifying. Um, also, let's just normalize. I, when I have, if I have sons, they are going to be very well educated in the female anatomy and like periods because I just remember like a boy stealing my backpack on the bus one time when I was in middle school and I hadn't started my period yet, but I would keep like, you know, an emergency pair of underwear and like pads in my backpack in case I started my period. And I remember the boys on the bus stealing my backpack and going through it and they'd be like, Ooh, what's this? And they would like pull a tampon out and they would like make fun of me and like be so immature about it. And I was like, remember being so embarrassed, but I'm like, that is so normal. And I know, you know, as preteens, it's just embarrassing to be a preteen and everything is so much more embarrassing. And I know preteens aren't like that mature yet. You're still like young. You're still a kid, but I just feel like very respectful boys who are just like, can understand what that is and be respectful of it are just the best out there. Um, I remember a girl in middle school had dropped some tampons like she was walking and it like fell out of her like binder or something and I remember watching this other boy who I don't know if he knew her or not but he like grabbed it and like handed it to her and he was like oh hey you dropped this and then she like felt so embarrassed and I remember him like looking at her and he's like it's okay you don't have to be embarrassed and he handed it to her so he obviously knew what it was but I thought it was so sweet like I remember him like handing it to her and he's like oh you don't need to be embarrassed about it but like here you go and I was like what a king what a king this little like 13 year old just like oh like here you go like I know you need that like so nice so I'm gonna try and teach my boys to not be immature about things like that because there's just no no boy should be making you feel embarrassed or insecure about those things because it's normal and oh my gosh my stomach you guys I'm so sorry (laughs) I'm not gonna go back and cut my stomach growls out I'm sorry um but anyways yeah let's just like I just wish it was more normalized also this is very random but I'm just thinking about this okay if you're using a menstrual cup this is back to I'm just jumping all over the place back to the menstrual cup thing so what if you're like sitting at school like let's say you're at school or you're at work and your menstrual cup starts overflowing what do you do if you're sitting in a stall and that happens because you remove it, it's going to be messy. You can't just clean it off in the stall. Am I right? Like, do you just carry out, like, do you have an emergency tampon with you? Like, do you carry out your bloody, dirty, I don't know, I shouldn't say dirty, your cup to the sink and just rinse it out in the public bathroom? I have so many questions about that. So, I don't know how that works. But I just like that just came to my mind and I'm not sure how that would work. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> Next. Well, my husband. Exa- oh, wow. Not your husband examining you. Sorry. While being examined in labor, my husband put his hand on my forehead and then he said, sorry, my hands are cold. My reply was, that's quite nice, actually. Only the mid- my- midwife with her hand deep inside of me didn't realize what was going on and only heard my comment. We never saw her again. <laughs> uh that's so funny. You're just like, she's just like really getting all up in your grill. And you're like, that's quite nice. Thank you. 
She's like, you're welcome. Uh, okay, next. I was 13 or so. My OB asked if I was sexually active. I had just heard active and kind of responded, yes. She asked, okay, do you have consistent partners? Confused, I said, kinda. I just end up with whoever my coach puts me with. <laughs> my dad makes me and my sister work out at home. She paused and had a serious look on her face. Grabbed a flyer to hand me about STDs and condoms, etc. I asked her, what is this for? She said, because of what you just told me. I said, I've never, I said, but I've never had sex before. Then we proceeded to get on the same page. I laugh about it 10 years later, but in the moment, so embarrassing. Okay, first off, why are you going to an OB at 13? And did you not have a parent or guardian with you? I don't, I don't know why that's like so confusing to me. Maybe that's like a normal thing. Maybe you're getting on like some sort of birth control for something, but you're not sexually active. Anyways, I just have questions about that, but this is just so hilarious. Um, I'm wondering if you had like had, had the talk beforehand about all that. Cause like imagine going into that and you're not knowing what sex was. And then she just hands you this flyer. That is so funny though. You're like, She's like, are you sexually active? And you're like, oh yeah, like I, I play soccer. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I bet, I bet that was a story that your OB told uh, her family when she got home. Except I don't know if you can say that. Patient confidentiality. I don't know. All right. I, uh, let's see. I got two more. Next one. Okay. So this one was after I gave birth. So buckle up. Okay. I'm buckled. Everybody talk. Everyone talks about swelling and bleeding, but no one talks about the fact that after you have a baby, you can't control things down there, including any air passing through. So there I was watching my sweet husband do skin to skin with my baby girl. And suddenly the longest and loudest fart, this is all in caps, erupted from my body. <laughs> and I just kept on and it just kept on going. My husband looked up at me and was like, was that you or her? I just burst out laughing and said that it was me, but I have absolutely no control over it okay this after my c-section this is the story of my life because air gets trapped in your belly after they sew you up they can't just like suck all the air out of your tummy so you can bet that i was just this same thing this was the story of my life the couple of days after i had a baby so normal totally normal uh you just lose control of like all of your bodily functions when you are pregnant, giving birth, and everything postpartum. So, <laughs> I've also noticed, so when I shoot births, moms will fart all the time. And it's like something I never laugh. I never think it's funny during the moment. I like don't even think twice about it. I'm just like, you know, like whatever. And they're always like, oh, sorry, sorry. And they like feel so <laughs> insecure about it. But it's just like how funny, how like, it's funny how during birth, it's not always funny. And I don't even like care, like notice. But the postpartum ones are always so hilarious. So, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Okay, next. I think I could, actually we have time for maybe two or three more. So here we go. She says, I was flying home from vacation with my family and started my period on the flight back. I had a feeling I had started, so I made my way to the bathroom to check things out. Sure enough, I had started, but I realized I didn't bring a tampon into the bathroom with me, so I stuffed some toilet paper in my underwear, went back to my seat, grabbed a tampon, and went back in the bathroom, which that in itself is just embarrassing. Like, oh, I just went to the bathroom, but I'm going back. Um, so 
uh went back into the bathroom well some turbulence came right as i was trying to insert my tampon and i dropped it into the toilet the flight wasn't much longer so i flushed and stuffed some toilet paper in my underwear again and called it good but once i got back to my seat to sit down it all starts spilling out and i know i had bled through i ended up sitting in the remainder of the flight sitting in it the remainder of the flight and covered up my my bloody spot on the seat with a magazine from the back of the seat and made my way off the plane with my family once we got to baggage claim, my little br- brother starts yelling, oh no, she's bleeding, she's bleeding. And sure enough, the period blood had dr- dripped down the pant leg of my sweatpants. So I had a red streak from my butt to my ankles. I thought I had hit it well enough with a sweatshirt around my waist, but nope. Everyone at baggage claim turned to look at me and nothing could have hit it. I had to travel back to our hotel with my family with blood all down the back of my sweatpants. Oh, that's embarrassing. Plus, there's always so many people at baggage claim. There, why do periods have to be so embarrassing? Seriously, it's so normal, but it's just like the most embarrassing thing ever to have that happen to you. I'm trying to think if I've had a situation where anyone's like, I've like bled through somewhere and someone's noticed. I really don't think so. Thank goodness. I mean, it's it's yet to happen. Um, This next one just says that this girl started and i had a few submissions like this started their period at girls camp why is that like so normal like to start i don't know if it's just being around so many uh, other like young girls but so many of you said that you started yours at girls camp this girl's story says she started her period for the first time on trek when they were pulling a handcart three miles in the middle of nowhere that's the only information she gave me so i'm like i need more like did you go to the bathroom did you bleed through Either way, that is a horrible time. So if you aren't familiar with what Trek is, it's basically an immersive experience where you immerse yourself as what the pioneers did, pulling handcarts across the plains. And so you literally dress up in pioneer clothes and pull a handcart across the desert. Uh, Not a fun time. I've had to go twice and I refuse to go ever again. Uh, But that's when this girl started her period for the first time. How sad is that? I'm pretty sure I started my period for the first time, my very first day of school at an, in junior high at, in eighth grade. Is that right? I think it was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was my very first day of eighth grade. And it, I was at a new school and that is when I started mine. Luckily, you know, I was prepared with having a little like period kit in my locker. <laughs> oh my gosh. On Trek? Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst. I'm so sorry. Okay, this will be our last one. This one's a good one. She says, went in for my anatomy ultrasound with my first baby. My doctor told me to come in with a full bladder, so I chugged a ton of water before I left for my appointment. Bad idea. They put the jelly on my tummy and started the ultrasound. My baby wasn't in a great position, so the doctor tries pushing on my belly to get the baby to move. Well, she pushed on my bladder a little too much, and next thing I know, I'm peeing everywhere, all over the table, all over the floor, and even onto the doctor's shoes. I was horrified. It also smelled bad. My husband stands up in a panic, thinking my water broke, and says, is she okay? Is she okay? And I was so surprised and so nervous, I just started saying over and over, I just peed. It was such a chaotic and embarrassing moment, but my doctor was so nice to clean me up, and I didn't even flinch. The rest of the ultrasound went well, and I went home with soaking wet pants. (laughs) The chaos oh my gosh that's so funny (laughs) i'm just like trying to put myself in that situation i would be so embarrassed 
This didn't happen to me, but I was also told when I went to any ultrasound, they would always say, come with a full bladder. And when I went to mine, the, it wasn't my doctor who was doing, um, my like ultrasound. It was like a different lady. And she told me, she was like, your bladder is like really full. Are you doing okay? And I was like, well, I was told to come with a full bladder. And she's like, well, your bladder is like a little too full. And she like made me get up and go to the bathroom to relieve my bladder and then come back with an empty bladder. I was like, "Mm, okay. So, oh, and like being pregnant and just having any, like a baby pushing on your bladder 24 seven is rough in itself. But to have the doctor also pushing on that and just completely relieving your bladder for you. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. I'm so sorry that happened to you though. That's so embarrassing. But that is a good story. That is a good embarrassing story to share. I love it. I love all the stories you guys shared. Thank you so much for submitting them. I always appreciate the feedback I get um, for story episodes because I always get so nervous because I don't, I I mean, I feel like a lot of the podcasts I listen to that do story submitted episodes, they have like just like this huge following and like huge like listener base. And so every time I post for like responses for like podcast episodes, I always get so nervous that I'm not going to get enough responses, but you guys always pull through for me. So thank you so much. It means the world. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, feel free to share about it on your Instagram story uh, or just like in any shape or form and tag me because, you know, you could be under twin, a little gift gift basket for me, um, getting a Stanley Tumblr. Uh, we all know how coveted those are. They are the best thing ever. So yes, I'm giving one away. Uh, feel free to participate in the giveaway and thank you so much for listening, for your reviews, uh, all the things. It is the best thing ever. Um, we'll not be having a podcast episode next week, uh, just because, (laughs) uh, I'm going to be out of town this weekend and I haven't recorded another episode, but I will be back at the end of the month, um, and the rest of the summer and all the good things. So yeah, can't wait to see you next time. Have, hope you guys are having a great summer, by the way, and doing lots of fun summer things and that you're staying safe. I uh, love you guys lots and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.